Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up April 13th through the 15th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and uh, as always, we have uh, my good buddy and friend, Stephen Cervantes, here. So, Stephen, welcome back again Thank to you. the program. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. Yeah. So it's always exciting to do these programs together. Um, I want to let you listeners know, as we do every now and then, that we are a listener-supported uh, broadcast, which means that the only way you're seeing us or hearing us is through the generous financial support of uh, listeners like you. So if you would like to learn about the various ways that you can come alongside and support this ministry, simply go to puresexradio.com. That's puresexradio.com. And you can click on the donate link and learn about the ways that you can give to the ministry. Thank you to those that donate. Just thank you. Absolutely. Well, Stephen, uh, you know, as you sometimes do, you just walk in the door <laughs> and then say, "Hey, I'm going to interview you," there and you I, I never know what it's going to be. So, so he's here, had at least five or ten minutes of preparation here. Exactly. On this topic, so, so, so here we go. If he uh, fumbles a little bit, a grace abounds. And I think the uh, the 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 question that you had, or one one of the ways that you phrased. No, no, don't 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 okay, steal okay. my question right, here. I got to right, set right. it up. Okay, well then so, I'll let you set it up. Am I on? You're on. It's yeah. a go. So I was thinking about Jonathan, and he and I have known each other for like 18 years. He said almost 19 years. We've been on this mission together, and and I think he said I only have a few people, and I think the same thing. I've only had a few friends that uh, that go way back. Uh, so it's kind of exciting, but but the thought I had is, I wonder why Jonathan doesn't go back to his old life. I wonder why he stays on this path. And um, I wrote it down here, uh, and and I wrote it this way. It sounds kind of funny, but why aren't you the same guy you used to be? Mm. 
you know, what happened to that early guy? And and it's really not so much what happened, not the journey, but it is where are you now? Because I see you as a leader in this field. And we have a bunch of men following going, hey, guys, you're breaking ground for me. I don't have too, too many other men in my life that I've been walking with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so these podcasts are an opportunity to walk alongside a couple of guys. And, and so I wanted just to stop and ask Jonathan, why aren't you the same? Why aren't you the same like you used to be? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you that same guy way back when? What keeps you here? What's different in your thought process? What's changed? Why aren't you the same mm-hmm. anymore? And it's well, just going to be a dialogue between you and I about that topic. Yeah. So uh, keep in mind, listeners, you know, I had all of like 10 minutes <laughs> to think about like this deep question of, of the last, you know, 19 years of my life. And uh, I would say that, you know, one of the first things that pops into my mind is that I think there are stages to how I would have answered this question along the way. Oh, okay. So, like, let's say years one through three. Oh, how interesting. Okay. You know, keeping in mind, listeners, I've had, you know, almost 19 years on this journey of, of recovery and growth. And I would say in those first few years, I think... The reason that I would not go back, the reason that I didn't want to go back to that life is because I had a very keen awareness at that point of time of the things that I would potentially lose Mm. if I would go back. Um, Certainly my marriage was one. I mean, that was already on the rocks because of our separation immediately at the beginning of my recovery. Um, But just also things of, uh, also even the possibility of losing my life. I had been suicidal several, Mm. you know, I'd I'd had several moments of literally holding a gun in my hand. And so the idea of losing my very life was one. Um, Certainly thinking of what this meant to my my ongoing reputation and just those types of things. So the idea of loss was a very big, I guess you could say, motivator at the beginning. Over the years, I think it's morphed into more of a vision than it is. In other words, more in a vision of what am I pursuing? What is my life made for? Rather than simply Mm. trying to avoid the things that are unhealthy or dangerous for my life. And I'd say that's still the thing that presses me on today. Because, I mean, as far as, you know, acting out and those kind of things, that is not part of my life now. So I often tell people if if kind of the the your vision for living a life of sexual integrity is to just not act out that's a pretty weak and if I can put it this way lame vision because right. it's like okay what happens like in my case what happens after a few years when you're not acting out anymore what are you aiming for at that point yeah. you know aiming for not doing something is like not having a target at all so is this vision thing you're talking about now that you have great clarity on is that what you would say because you were starting phases one to three was fear of loss mm-hmm. but are you say did you jump ahead now in the last three or four years vision is very clear yeah and let me let me try to explain kind of the major categories of vision that i think of like so for personally I think the vision is to continue to grow in godliness, godly character, and living out my 
my design as a beloved child of God. Mm. Another aspect of that vision is recognizing that 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 godly character that God wants to build and continue to grow in me is for his kingdom purposes. So it's it's a bigger mm. um it's bigger than just me again being clean or not acting out or you know even quote unquote having character. Character that doesn't actually move toward kingdom purpose mm. I think is kind of spinning your wheels. It's not really and then the and what do you mean when you say, don't forget your thought, yeah. kingdom purpose, does that mean just being a part of the kingdom, whatever that means? That means, in? no, that means what has God specifically tasked me to do to build and expand his kingdom here on earth? So there's a mission in his kingdom and, he and has, a place And as Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. So the idea is that when I think of kingdom purpose, that's what I mean. It's like, man, in God's grace, he looked at me, and I'm going to get emotional when I say this. Mm. He looked at me and says, I want, I want to give you a job in, mm. my, in my kingdom. I, I want to, I've actually, I've even uniquely made you for a particular job in my kingdom. And when I think of that, I mean, it overwhelms oh. me. And, and that gives me a sense of purpose that says, well, then why would I go back to the old kingdom? Why would I go back to the things that were not only destroying my life personally and the relationships in my life, but also preventing me from fulfilling that great and wonderful mission of being employed by God? So, okay, slow down here. This is good. This is rich. And I still have one more category Don't that I forget. want to get to. Don't make so, a yeah. note if you have to here, but my kingdom versus his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I had a role I played in my kingdom and a mission I had in my kingdom versus understanding I was made by him mm. for his kingdom, for his mission, for his purposes, and that's where everything clicks and works together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because not only are you speaking that to yourself, you're you're adding clarity to me mm. in terms of kingdom and mission and why do I do what I do? Why do I keep doing? Why do I have a sense about me? I have to keep doing this. It's like my spirit says, this is it. This is your assignment. Do this. And it's like, but those are, there's other things. No, do this. This right. is important. And it always delivers and it gives you peace and purpose and satisfaction and mm-hmm. surpasses understanding. It's an insanity how you could be restful, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're not, he's not only speaking it for me, but we're speaking it for you. Mm. You were, remember, you were old self kingdom builders. And now you're figuring out your design and your purpose and what you were made for. It was his kingdom to Mm -hmm. do the work he planned before time for you to take the the slot that's appointed to you to take. Mm -hmm. And I would would say it this way, too. If I had to kind of... Uh, break down what I have seen over the years, not only in my life, but what kind of is generally the progression of those who don't go back. And let's let's kind of make that the category because, okay. unfortunately, there are many that go back. You know, right? There are many that just they just they bail out. But for those that don't go back, this is generally the progression that I see of how 
how vision unfolds. <clears throat> and the first is what I mentioned about, we just recognize what we could lose. And so there's kind of a personal mm. recognition that there are things that I need to do in terms of letting God work on me personally. So there's like a personal vision of, I, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to lose my life. I don't want to lose, you know, all the things that are good. I just, I, I want to go on a personal mission of, of growth and change. Then I think what ends up happening is the, the focus shifts a little bit where, where we kind of gain what I might call a relational vision where we recognize, okay, yes, there are things that I've got to clean up and work on just because I've got to live with me the rest of my life. That's the only person I'm guaranteed to live with for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. But then we start to recognize, it's kind of like our, our blinders come off and we start to recognize, but there are people around me that I need to now take the, some of the things that I'm and I, I'm talking about personal relationships here, like uh, a wife, your kids, your friends, your church, yeah. your community, where it's like, I need to begin to think about how can I benefit their lives? What does that vision look like? Just mm. on a personal level, how can I benefit, on a relational level, how can I begin to benefit their lives? Then I think there's this this next category that we've been talking about, which is now, what is all of this? My My life individually, and my relationships look like into that kingdom purpose. Like, how am I specifically uniquely designed and positioned in my life and context? And with your skills that and bigger, talents yeah, for and that bigger all purpose. that stuff comes together. And so that's usually what I've seen is kind of the progression of then, as people grow in that vision from personal to relational to kingdom, you don't go back. You don't go back when that vision is continually progressing mm. forward, because I really think by the time you get firmly planted and and consumed, if I can put it that way, with kingdom vision, Ooh. my goodness, there's you not only see how much work there is to do there, but you see how God has so specifically and uniquely positioned you and created you for that purpose that there's joy, there's peace, there's just energy mm. in that, that so let me you don't back. get distracted by the old anymore. But let me back up, because this is really good. And it's interesting, because I had no idea you were going to go here. This is excellent. But you're saying there is the battle between my kingdom that I created in childhood, where I'm the leader, and there all the parts play to me, mm -hmm. In my pleasure, right? There's the self kingdom, and then there's the me in the relationship to God, right? It's mm -hmm. still a self, right? Yeah, you're still part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but I mean, there's a self with a bad vision mm -hmm. and a self with a God vision, right? But the self is still the key piece, right? Then the second part moves to relationship, family, kids, mm -hmm. marriage, spouse, whatever. Then we move to church kingdom, and I'm not, and I, and I don't want it to seem as if this is something that is uh, incredibly concrete from a linear perspective. I think there's, there's, they're more intermixed and overlapped than that. No, so, but I think there's great clarity in the beginning of what you're saying, because if I cannot get past, if I don't lay down the first part. Mm -hmm. If I don't do the first part, I don't do the second part. Right. And that's and, and we've seen this. Think about it with the, the number of couples that have come through our ministry. We see this, right? If we do get, if we do try to uh, sort of rush beyond or skip the personal vision piece 
and jump right to the relational, what have we seen happen so many times? It's like it never it eventually falls apart anyway right. because we're not we're not recognizing that personal vision within God's kingdom and right within. because a guy has not let go of his old vision right of I take care of me and the kingdom that I built serves me pleases me I'm not letting go of my kingdom mm-hmm. right and so he gets married but he's still holding his kingdom well he's not going to be any good in the relationship part of this because half of him is somewhere else right right and so it's critical and I mean, we're talking to the men out there that are still battling. Hold on to part of your past. Keep some secrets. If they don't know, it won't hurt them. Tell yourself some lies. But protect your secrets better. Hide more. Get better ways to block them and, and lie better and stay. Hold your old kingdom. But then you die small, mm-hmm. right? It's just you trying to please you, you playing with you, you pleasure you. It's a really small life, mm-hmm. right? Versus I submit my kingdom to your kingdom. And so I want to, if I can, I, I want to share the third yeah. the third part. It fits in that relational piece, but it goes, it goes beyond it. Because when I was saying about the relational vision, you know, I kind of included everybody in that. But one of the things that has, uh, that, that keeps me from going back is when I began to gain a fuller, richer understanding of what oneness in marriage means. The idea that I'm going to be emotional wreck here today, Stephen. <laughs> Man, this is like... Thank you, brother. You, you come in and say, I'm going to interview you, and next thing you know, I'm falling apart, you know, uh, is just this idea of recognizing my wife as a gift. Mm. And see, I think... I think when I was in my kingdom and making everything about me, I viewed my wife as an add-on, as like, this is, she's there to serve me. She's there right. to, you know, it's like, and and I think that's the problem with, you know, sort of my kingdom thinking, is everything in my kingdom must revolve around me, because it's right. my kingdom. Right. When I started understanding just the personal growth that I needed to have, the recovery, the you know, dealing with the shame and the brokenness and all those kinds of things and starting to kind of get cleaned up and, and head cleared and seeing that vision that God had for me in terms of saying that he said that, I, that I'm his workmanship, that he saved me by grace, he saved me for good works. I started to realize that first and foremost, my wife is a gift because everything that is in my life is a gift from God. And so seeing her as a gift and then recognizing that there is a unity that occurs in that relationship that gave me a vision for saying that relationship is not about me. That relationship is about, if I can put it in these terms, a whole new entity because it says the two become one. And so starting to reframe my thinking and realizing this is the singular only relationship that I have in life that is literally different from every other relationship that I have in life. Because, Stephen, you and I aren't one. We're not one flesh. They're my kids, we're not one flesh. You know, there's no other relationship where that same kind of bond occurs. That started giving me a whole new vision for being able to say, you know what, the reason I don't want to go back is because I can't attain that kind of relationship in anything that was going on in my kingdom. Hmm. That's not a relationship that's available in that. 
Does that make sense? I, you yes. Know, so. But I but I'm on the edge of my seat, going, go on, two become one, and then what? Yeah. And then what? Is there another vision? Is there, or is he just teaching you what that means now? Are you learning well, the of, depth? Yeah, some of flavor? it is teaching, just just being able to understand. Wow, I'd never seen it that way before. Because again, my kingdom thinking is everything's got to revolve around me, and so she's right. just got to be added on to me. Gaining that new understanding, the way that turns into a different vision is now I realize that decisions I make in life, things I do in ministry. The way I live my life is no longer just originating from me. There's a whole nother person that is part of this oneness relationship that when we think about goals and vision and what are we going to do with our lives, how are we going to raise our children, where are we going to give our money, what are the things that we're going to do? It's not me pulling all the strings. And and, And I guess the way I would connect that to why I don't go back is because that's really kind of what my whole soul wanted to begin with. If you think about everything that a person is looking for in me kingdom yeah. or my kingdom, yeah. it's really the things that we can to gain. To be recognized, known, loved, enjoyed. To share. to all, Absolutely, all that. All and those, a real woman would like to do that for you. Right? Exactly. So it's like I don't, not only do I not want to go back, I don't need to go back. Because everything that I was looking for in a, in a false world, that false kingdom, I can now find with her in this bond in God's kingdom as we grow together. And so it's like all those places in the soul that get, uh, that get malnourished in my mm. kingdom finally have nourishment through God and through my wife and through those close relationships. So then would you say... You know, in kingdom work, he has a job for you and a love story for you. Mm, that's good. Right? Those are the two big pieces. Yeah. He wants you to be his spokesman, you know, share the message. Yeah. And I was writing over here as you were talking, because what is my vision in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. So my vision is to train the men, set the captives free, do work that no one else wants to do. Mm. Yeah, we've been doing that a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in that process, he says, I'm going to show you things, and mm. I'm going to show you signs and wonders. Mm. As you do this, as you do your assignment, you're going to see more of me. Oh, my goodness. And that's another great point. I'm glad you brought that up. And keep in mind, you know, I had 10 minutes to prepare for this. So <laughs> you're bringing things out, too, that remind me. That's the other thing. You know what keeps me from going back is all of the incredible blessings that come with living yes. in the in God's design and living in his purpose. Mm. I mean— it's not that God is a God who's unwilling to be gracious and kind and merciful when we're flopping around in our in our own kingdom, but we can't fully experience and appreciate his kindness and blessings and mercy until we get into what we're made for. It's like No, say it again. So until we yeah, get me, what we're made for. Well let me let me help help people understand this because I used to think Okay, listen, when I was in my addiction and kind of living in me kingdom, um, 
God wasn't being gracious toward me. God wasn't being merciful. God wasn't blessing me. No, no, that's, and, and so then after I got in recovery, then all of a sudden all these blessings, and all, no, no, that's baloney. God loves because he loves, right? So if, if you're his child, he can't help but love you. The issue is it wasn't until I started getting my vision clear in terms of like removing all these scales and, 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 and being transformed into who God made me to be, it wasn't until then that I could really now look around and go, I see it. I, I, I recognize the blessings. I, I experience them in but a different way. But it's almost like the prodigal son story. Sure, yeah. Right? Because you're in the pig slop. And this is his story, right? Mm-hmm. This is the end of his story. And then he says, I am the son. Yeah. I have a father, right? And I could go home. And, and I- in... And in all of that time that he was wandering and in, in all that time that he's in the pig slop and all of that kind of stuff, that never broke the reality that he was his father's son. No, that's true. But remember what you just said, I couldn't see it. Right. And that's how I'm so on. When he said, I could eat with these guys <laughs> or these I could pigs, go home. Yeah, you know, my father's. I could sit with a servant, and I could go home. And what I love about that story is, in the moment of his recognition and kind of waking up, he had he didn't have any expectation that he was going to have a feast given to him. Oh, that's right. It wasn't until then he went back, right? Went to where he belonged, which to was his father's father. kingdom, that's to his right. father's house. Yeah, that then he could realize and experience and see. Oh my goodness! There's a robe being put on me. There's a ring put on my finger. There's a there's a party that's being thrown for yeah. me, and that's what I'm talking about. And so then, in that context, in the context of that party and those blessings, and and finally being where I was meant to be. Yeah, all of the appeal of the old kingdom loses no it fades away you're right because your vision becomes clearer right Mm -hmm. you know when i was a child i thought like a child i had child vision right and then when i became an adult i put it away i put on the right vision yeah i I could see clearer um and so wonderful and i would say one other thing in regards to the the things now that keep me from wanting to go back and that that um, continue to be, I guess you could say, motivators for me moving forward, is there is real peace and rest in my soul. Oh, that's good. And if you think about yes. what you are striving for in the old kingdom, mm-hmm. that's really, you're striving for peace and rest. Mm-hmm. And I can say unequivocally, without any kind of, you know, no deceit whatsoever that I have true peace and rest in my oh, soul. That's good. And then I also have joy in my life and joy in my relationships. And it's not a contrived circumstantial thing. And so I think those are things that continually remind me that, yeah, this is what I'm made for. This is where I'm meant to be. And again, all those things that are that are part of that cause all of the appeal of the old life to to fade away. You know, and it's funny, one thought comes to mind right now as I hear you talk. You're saying, I found my place. Mm. I found my place, what I was made for, right? Where my skills will be used, where my soul will be satisfied, 
where I can celebrate, I can have an adventure, I can practice oneness. Mm. I found my place. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Well, I would like to ask a question or maybe maybe how could we frame this up for the listeners in terms of helping them think through like you know, maybe what stage they're in or how they can progress forward, how they can develop vision. No, I think you did it perfectly. My kingdom or God's kingdom. If you're in the battle of sexuality, that's really the battle. The symptom is acting out. Mm. But your soul is searching for a place to belong, to be loved well. And and porn and acting out sexually is pseudo-love in your kingdom, but it's not real love in the Father's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So if you're acting out and stop acting out, I'm acting out, I can't stop to No, you, if you think a little deeper, you know, there's another program of mine or his. Mm-hmm. Where, where does my will go? Because you have a free will. Where do I take my will to plant the seeds that grow? Yeah. Well, listeners, we're always glad that you've been with us. And, you know, if you just want to continue to explore your own story and try to be able to unpack it and really cast vision for your own life, we would love to help you do that. So you can reach out to us at puresexradio.com is our website, or you can reach out to us through Twitter at puresexradio. Um, just so you know, too, this is not a, a journey that has an, uh, an ending point in this life. So Stephen and I are still in process. We are still pursuing this greater vision of living in God's kingdom. And so we want to help come alongside you and, and, and help you take those next steps. So please reach out to us. And until next time, I uh, hope you have a great week, and we'll see you uh, back here again on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.